Welcome. You're listening to a members-only broadcast brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. To learn more about the variety of resources, tools, and training available to you, log into the Member Center at www.barnabasfoundation.org. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Kurt Nola, Director of Member Relations here at Barnabas Foundation. And joining me again is Cindy Remersma, our Client Services Administrator. Thanks for coming on board here again today, Cindy. Sure. Today's topic is life income agreements, um, something we get a lot of questions about from members at, mm-hmm. um, on a monthly basis, really. Um, and we're going to talk about a, a number of things related to life income agreements today. But a few quick reminders. If you do have a question throughout today's broadcast, feel free to type it into the Q&A portion at the bottom of your Zoom screen. That'll pop up on our screen here. We'll be happy to take your questions as we're able to throughout today's broadcast. Anticipate this will be 25, 20, 25 minute conversation. Um, and we do record it. And so the recording of this will be made available on our member center next week. And so if you have a colleague you'd like to share this with who perhaps could not be with us today, feel free to uh, log into the member center and grab that recording and pass it along to your colleagues. So with that, um, Cindy, today's topic, life income agreements. Um, what is it? What is a life income agreement? Sure. So a life income agreement is unique in that a donor can make a gift to ministry and yet they're able to receive income from that for their lifetime. And those gifts can be made in cash or non-cash assets as well. Um, And so really a unique opportunity that that a donor has. It's really um, attractive to seniors, um, often because the payout rate of these life income agreements um, for gift annuities are based on their age. So the older they are, the higher that payout's going to be. And um, also it provides seniors a consistent income for their lifetime. And so Mm -hmm. that's really attractive to them. We uh, within the life income community or the life income agreement world, there's various forms of these, but the two primary ones are charitable gifts news and charitable remainder trusts. Right. Um, sometimes people get those two things confused. Can you just compare and contrast those two for just a moment? Sure. Just to kind of give a, a broad interview. I'm going to go in a little more detail later, but just um, broadly. So a charitable gift annuity is a contract between the charity that's issuing the annuity and the donor that you're going to pay them a set amount of money for the remainder of their lifetime, no matter how that annuity performs. Um, with a charitable trust, it's a trust agreement. And so it's a separate legal document, um, really has its own EIN number. And it's funded um, typically with larger assets, with businesses, um, real estate, that sort of thing. And trust payouts can vary. A donor can have input into what that payout is, and it can vary based on the performance of the trust. So they're a little bit different, but the the things they have in common is that they both pay income to the donor for in exchange for that gift. Excellent. Thank you, Cindy. And I often kind of compare the two and say usually CGAs are smaller amounts, mm-hmm. typically $50,000 or less on average. And yeah. CRTs tend to be $100,000, yeah, $200,000 or more yeah. often. And so excellent. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit about the key features of these things. Let's go back over that a little bit. Yeah. So it, it really allows an individual to make a significant gift to your ministry. Oftentimes we'll see individuals who maybe have been making annual gifts of $500 per year, really want to make a larger gift, but yet they can't afford to give all of it away. They want to retain the ability to get some income on that. So it's really attractive to those. This type of gift is really attractive to those types of donors. They do get a partial deduction for their gift at the time that they make 
make the gift, and then they receive payments from that. And those payments can be made quarterly, semi-annually, or annually, whatever works best for, for the donor. And also it allows them to sometimes in, in cases to give assets that might otherwise trigger taxable events to them. And so for instance, maybe it's real estate where they'd have to pay, if they sold that real estate themselves, they'd have to pay capital gains all at once on the sale of that real estate. This allows them to make a gift of that real estate and yet continue to be able to receive income from, from that gift. And so it's really helpful to use this type of a gift instrument when making that, that kind of a, a gift. And then also on the income that they receive, a portion of that can be tax-free as well. So that's also attractive to the donor. Lots of key features there. A lot of them that are very helpful from a tax planning perspective. Um, that one that you touched on, though, the most significant thing is that cash, that avoidance of the capital gains on the gifted portion, yeah. um, I think is so incredibly significant on appreciated assets because it allows for the full value of that gifted portion to be used to produce income for the rest of their lives rather than the net portion if right. they were to sell it out. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's a major feature when you start talking about 20, 25% of all of a sudden that portion going away if you sell it outright and try to generate income stream off yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, so who are typical clients that are funding life insurance? So usually it's individuals 65 or older, people that are looking for other sources of revenue. They're not maybe working anymore. And so they're looking for kind of a steady stream of income um, during their retirement. They want to give more to your ministry that are staged in their life where they can where they can do that. And so they want to give more to your organization, but yet they still like the ability to be able to receive some income to pay some of their bills. Um, it's also really attractive to individuals who are considering the sale of a business or property. You know, maybe it's, I'll take the example of a rental property. that They've been receiving income from that rental property while they've been managing it. Now they're at a stage in their life when they want to, they want to sell the property. They don't want to be in that business anymore, but yet they still want to receive the income. So they can make a great gift to your ministry and yet retain the ability to continue to have that income coming in. Also, we've seen people who want, have maybe a, a more of a diversified investment that they're looking for. We had one donor who had a large holding in a single stock. And so he funds charitable gift annuities with that stock to help diversify. So he's not holding just that stock anymore. And he's still getting income though from that, that stock that he once held. And then lastly, one other area that we're seeing um, an, an increase in is where donors are receiving an inheritance. They're maybe 65. They have a parent who is in their 80s who has passed away, and they've received an inheritance, and they want to honor their parent with that with that money. And so they are using that money to fund a charitable gift annuity where it goes to charity, it honors their parent, and yet they can receive income from that gift annuity for their lifetime. And so we're seeing more and more of those those coming in. I think we didn't even plan on talking about this part of it today in, in our pre-prep for this, this, but the testamentary IRA gift into a life income yeah. is something that's huge, especially for non-spousal heirs. And we've touched on this in different formats and different mm -hmm. forums before. But law changed a few years ago that said, you know, it used to be when you received an IRA inheritance, you could scrimmage that out over your lifetime. Right. Now only spouses can do that. Right. Children, right. Yep. non-spousal heirs have to take all that money within a 10-year period mm -hmm. of time. Mm -hmm. And so by setting up a testamentary plan to distribute those assets from an IRA or other retirement accounts into an, a CGA or a CRP, you can now provide a benefit to your children 
or other heirs um, for their entire lifetime instead of all at once with right. a 10-year period of time. Yeah, it's really a powerful tool to be able to do that and, and you know, a great planning tool to, to consider how your, your children are going to receive those payments over their lifetime. Yeah, and people have accumulated some massive amounts of wealth in their They have, they have. And their retirement vehicles, and it suddenly all of them, you know, dropped this huge sum of money on your children at all at once or over a 10-year period of time can create a massive tax burden for them. Yeah. Or an income tax rate, they're now paying 40% down or more. Right, so. right. So, so yeah, so as a member ministry, to be able to have this option available to them, to talk to them, refer them to Barnabas Foundation, we can work with them on how that could be effective in their situation. Um, just a reminder, anybody who is watching, feel free to, to ask any questions you might have in the Q&A portion there at the bottom of your Zoom screen. And again, we'll address those questions that we come about. Um, we prepared an example of a CGA. Yeah, we'll take a look at that in a minute. So this is a typical charitable gift annuity where you've got a donor and their spouse ages 71 and 67. Based on those ages, they're eligible for a gift annuity payout of 5.1%. So for their gift of 25,000, they would receive an immediate tax deduction the year in which they make that gift of $8,900. And then they would receive $1,275 every year for the remainder of their lifetime. And gift annuities are set up and the, the payout rates are set up so that approximately if, if everything happens as is planned when it's initially done, approximately 50% of that initial gift would be left for the ministry at, at the end. Um, and so again, it continues on. If one spouse passes away, it continues on for the, the surviving spouses for the remainder of their lifetime at that same amount. And so it's really attractive to, to couples that are, that are doing this planning. Important for everybody who's watching and anybody who's going to watch this later to realize that the tax deduction is only a partial value. Correct. Because they are retaining that income interest in that mm -hmm. asset. You don't get the full value deduction. <laughs> Excuse me, the asset. You do avoid the capital gains on whatever's gifted. If there was any better capital gains on it. Well, a portion of the capital gains. If it's a gift annuity, a portion, if you fund it with appreciated, a gift annuity with appreciated assets, a portion of that capital gain is going to be paid back to you in your in, in the annuitant in their payments. But, you but they do it. avoid, right, they yes. defer it over their lifetime and they avoid a portion of it as well. So again, a really powerful tool. So important to understand that. That's a key portion of this that makes, some people get confused when they, why don't I get the full value? Right, right, yeah. Um, how is a CRT or charitable trust different from that illustration? What varies? Yeah, so I'd like to talk a little bit about that. So I've got a, a graphic here. It kind of shows you side by side what the differences are. With a charitable gift, the minimum funding is typically $25,000. As Kurt alluded to, um, charitable remainder trust CRTs are usually funded with $100,000 or more. Um, the payout rate with a gift annuity are set by the American Council on Gift Annuities, and it's solely based on the donor's age. We follow those, those rates. When you're working with a charitable remainder trust, the donor has input into what the, what the payout rate is on that trust, so they can help set what that payout rate is. Um, the payments for a gift annuity are based on for their lifetime. So those payments are going to be made, as I said before, no matter what, for their life. With a charitable remainder trust, the payment can be either for their lifetime or for a term of years, if that fits their situation better. And then with the CGA, the amount of the payment is consistent throughout their lifetime, doesn't change. But with the charitable remainder trust, oftentimes, unless it's an annuity trust, the payment changes each year based on how the trust does from an investment performance standpoint. 
And then also lastly, from a tax standpoint, the annuitant receives a 1099 showing how much of their payment is taxable income to them at the, at, at the end of every year. And with the charitable trust, a K-1 is issued from that trust showing the donor how what portion of their income is taxable. So the CRT is a little more complicated. It is. It is, is definitely. Mm -hmm. But also is often funded with an asset that's quite different. Yes. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yep. So our member organizations that want to promote these types of gifts with their members, how should they be talking about? What language should they be yeah. using when engaging? Yeah, so we deal in charitable gift news every day, but your donors do not. So we recommend that when you talk to them, you talk about a way to support your ministry that pays them income for life. Don't talk about charitable gift news down the road. We'll talk about that's the instrument that can do that. But when you're when you're talking about them or proposing them to this, say this is a way for you to make a gift to our ministry that would provide you with income for your lifetime. We recommend that maybe on your promotional materials, you might put a, a checkbox that says, I'm interested in income for life, or please contact me about this, um, a way that I can make a gift that would provide me with income. So that's that's the kind of the terminologies that we recommend that our member ministries use when talking about this gift opportunity. And it's important for you to be, you know, listen to what your donors are talking about. They're talking about their rental properties, and they start to hint to you that they are struggling with managing the property, or perhaps they're thinking about selling it, but they really still need the stream. Or just engage them in conversation what their disposition plan might be, especially if they're an older donor drifting into their right. 70s and 80s. Um, and so start that conversation then and start planting these seeds. Uh, we have uh, just an absolutely fantastic example of exactly this happening with a development officer paying attention when then one of our donors who was lamenting still owning the uh -huh. duplex yeah. was, and he was, they were both living in assisted living and he started sharing with them that there may be a gift opportunity for them to make a gift mm -hmm. the property, avoid the taxes to on the capital gains, eliminate the hassle of ownership, which yeah. is a big part of things like real estate um, and, and, and get a partial tax deduction. And the donor was like, well, tell me more about this. Yeah. I don't know if they came in and ended up funding a CRT. And, right. Uh, all from that individual listening for the right trigger. And oftentimes with those types of gifts too, Kurt, it doesn't have to be 100%. So they may want to do, you know, retain and sell a portion of the property and they want may want to gift a portion of the property. And this allows them to do that really easily. And we funded CRTs and CJs with all kinds of things. Usually CJs are funded with cash or stock. Typically, yes. Typically. Mm -hmm. And CRTs are funded with real estate and business, and business. sometimes highly concentrated stocks yeah, exactly. um, and other complex assets. We even had the CRTs funded with farm machines. Yeah, as a result yeah, of yeah. Farmer selling mm -hmm. farm mm -hmm. to avoid the tax on the, the recap and depreciation. Yeah. So lots of opportunity, very flexible vehicles that you can use mm -hmm. when you're planning with your clients and engaging them. It's a wonderful deferred gift for the right situation. Yeah. Um, it isn't one that we think you should aggressively promote. We do think that the better opportunities for you to promote are, are gifts in a will and activate gifts, but have this available because it's a unique feature of plan giving that fits very specific solutions um, and very specific circumstances. So it's important to have it in your quiver of opportunity. And I've noticed, especially with terrible gift annuities, when someone has one, they to often they'll do another one. So they're definitely repeat donors once they get used to that income stream from a gift annuity. So we see a lot of repeat we gift do. annuitants. We have one member who has one donor that has 61 annuities. Yeah. It's, so uh -huh. uh, it's not uncommon to see that. We have right. plenty of them in our state. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so if a donor expresses interest, one of our members mm -hmm. about this, and they call us up, what's the process look like? How do we help come alongside and help this along? Sure. So a lot of times it depends on the, the type of gift that it is. If this is a, a, if you think it might be a candidate for a charitable trust, it's a complex asset, we definitely want to get you connected with our planning team, someone from our planning team that can help walk the donor through the best vehicle for them to use in making this gift. Um, if it's a charitable gift annuity and you're confident that the gift annuity is the right gift for this individual, you can reach out to our gift administration team at gifts at barnabasfoundation.org and we would be happy to provide you with an illustration and provide the donor with information of how a charitable gift annuity would work. And we'll work with you as, as closely as you'd like. With some of our member ministries, we provide the illustration and the paperwork to them and then they deliver it to the, the donor and walk the donor through it with other we send it directly to the donor. Whatever you prefer that we do, we're happy to, to follow that path. Um, then the donor funds the, the gift annuity or funds the charitable trust. And then Barnabas makes those payments to that annuitant or to that trust beneficiary um, during the, the course of their lifetime. We invest the assets. We provide them with the appropriate tax inf uh, information that they need for both making the gift and every year for the income that they, that they receive. We worry about the um, registration for the states and making sure that we, uh, especially with charitable gift annuities, that we're doing all the appropriate forms that need to be completed for the states for the life of the, the annuity. And then after that annuitant dies or after the, um, the trust beneficiary passes, then those assets are liquidated and forwarded on to the ministries that they've been earmarked for. Excellent. Thank you so much, Cindy. And I think the important thing to know there is that we're going to do all the due diligence on all types of gifts, whatever they may be, especially on the real estate and business-related gifts. It's part of that process. We're going to do that deep dive, real estate mm -hmm. diligence on it to make sure it's a giftable asset, right. there's any complications to it and so forth. So we'll be sure to address that. Um, Patrick, I see your question that came up here that you're 63 years old and you've been receiving a three a monthly distribution from your IRA, beneficiary IRA. Um, it's declining in value a bit, not uncommon. You're getting a monthly draw from that um, and you don't have a need for it. Any suggestions on how you might be able to donate that to a nonprofit over a period of time? Um, well, unfortunately, because you're not of the right age yet, you can't take advantage of the right. charity. Um, yeah, not yet. Which starts at 70 and a half and older. Um, so in that particular case, he's, he's kind of stuck. Um, However, he could take an accelerated distribution from the IRA and mm -hmm. make a cash gift to charity. Mm -hmm. To offset that. We just have mm -hmm. to recognize that income. Right. If that's not going to push you into a higher tax bracket and you're willing to pay a small amount of taxes um, and you're, and you're going to be able to take advantage of the itemizing, mm -hmm. great. You could also potentially work with us on a doubling up. You could do uh, something like a, a, a steward's fund uh, contribution. True to do a multi-year kind of gift out to charity after the fact. Mm -hmm. um, if you wanted to take advantage about, if you don't itemize and you want to try to itemize one year and to get yeah. lump all that income into one spot, take mm -hmm. as much deduction as you can to minimize the tax mm -hmm. impact um, and then set the money aside in a vehicle that could just go to charity on, on a continual basis. That's another way that you can yeah. do that. Um, for But if you want to give us a call at 888-448-3040 or email gifts at barnabasfoundation.org and you can connect with Cindy and her team and, and they can start talking you through how some of that might work. Yeah, we'd be happy to do that. It'd yeah. be great. So a few options for you there. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you want to wait till you're 70 and a half or older, then you yeah. can make those direct gifts you know, to uh -huh. charity and, and take advantage of the qualified charitable distribution at that point in time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for those questions, Cindy. Thank mm -hmm. you for joining sure. us as well. We appreciate your time with us today. 
Um, next month's member live is on July 12th. Um, Jim Bakke will be here to share with you um, some keys and techniques on how to start the plan giving side conversation with donors. And I believe I am out of town that week, which means that Jack Strong will be hosting um, and taking my place. And so be sure to join us for that. Um, the third quarter marketing plan is also out. I want to make sure I mention that because the next client live is August 23rd where we'll be touching on what's got you stuck to the roadmap for completing your will. And Adam Lopez will join me for that conversation. This is a common concern for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, we, we talk with a lot of people throughout the year on their estate planning and people get stuck on things and um, mm -hmm. perhaps understanding the roadmap on how you're going to get done and how you, we can help you push through um, some of those make decisions. And, and Adam yeah. puts it off and if you had to make a decision today, what would it be? And let's just pencil that down because you can always change it later mm -hmm. on. So um, that'll be a fun session to go to as well. And just a reminder, if you haven't registered for our annual conference coming up in September, please do so soon. Um, space is limited this year. It's the first year in which we're opening up our our, our, month, our annual conference to outside ministries to join us uh, for the second and third day. And so we're seeing some of those registrations come in, but we want to make sure that our members have first dibs on all the spots. And so be sure to register soon. Um, and as well as there's also a room block at the hotel attached to the conference center that will uh, sell out uh, fairly quickly. So be sure to get your registration in. And if you haven't seen that, we check on your monthly update newsletter. And there's a link for the registration page there. And if you still can't find it, as always, give us a call here at the member services department, 888-448-3040. And after myself or Jack or Linnell or Jody, and we can certainly help you out. Cindy, thanks for joining me again today sure. for this conversation on life income agreements. It's always a pleasure to have you on with us. And to all of you who joined us today, thank you for joining us. And it's a privilege and honor to be in service with you in the kingdom. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. This has been a members-only broadcast brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. Learn more about the variety of resources, tools, and training available to you by logging into the Member Center at www.barnabasfoundation.org.